Hello and welcome to The Grow CFO Show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and today I'm with Chris Treadwell. Chris is our finance systems expert within the Grow CFO portal and runs our regular Tuesday Future of Finance function sessions. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Chris, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I guess my background has always been in technology. Uh, for for many, many years, but not just one specific area of technology. Um, I've worked in the legal industry. Um, I've worked in e-commerce, worked in the internet things industry, credit industry, wholesale retail. Um, But they've typically been technology startups or or disruptive, innovative products that um, are aiming to challenge the big boys, as it were, um, but with some really um, uh, unique, innovative uh, technology that they're bringing to the market. So you're working now for a company called Akilla, who is uh, sort of taking over the, the middle market ground in finance systems. Can you tell us a little bit about what Akilla is all about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you're right. Uh, I've been working with Akilla now um, just short of 18 months. Um, and um, Akilla's position in the market, for you all, there's an awful lot of um, entry-level finance systems in the market, the likes of Zero and Sage and QuickBooks that uh, brands everyone's familiar with. Um, and then equally at the opposite um, end of um, uh, the market in the enterprise space, you've got a lot of uh, big brands such as uh, SAP, uh, SAP, uh, or Oracle, um, and uh, Aquila fit perfectly in the middle space uh, where there is less um, available solutions. Um, Aquila was uh, formed back in 2006, um, and the founders, the co-founders, um, really brought Aquila to the market because they wanted to um, develop something for the cloud. Uh, they saw that as being the new technology uh, to, to, to innovate in. Um, and at the time, cloud was very unknown. Um, and so there was a big educational piece um, during the early years of, of Aquila. Um, but it has, um, you know, now grown to be, um, you know, a, a great robust uh, product there in the market uh, and we tend to see our customers being either those that have outgrown the likes of Zero or Sage because they need some more capability to scale out um, uh, to, to other countries, they need multiple currency capabilities, um, they maybe start to have multiple entities, so they need some more group consolidation tools. Um, and, and so Aquila's perfectly positioned there without people having to spend the, the, the huge amounts, huge sums that you'd need to if you were uh, implementing uh, a big ERP system, but rather have that best in class um, accounting software in the cloud uh, that we um, uh, are described by Gartner as postmodern ERP in the sense that you can start to build a, a landscape of technology and integrate all the best in class technology together um, uh, uh, with a killer being the, that, that element for, for your finance team. Yeah, I love that term, postmodern ERP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, one of those uh, many phrases that Gartner have coined over the years. But, um, you know, I think it perfectly, um, perfectly sort of sums up, explains um, that 
you know, for many years, everybody was scrambling to try and put an ERP system in place, you know, in the late 90s and through the noughties uh, to try and consolidate everything. But I think whilst there's many merits to that, um, you know, one supplier, one relationship, there were also limitations. And what we did, you know, what the market tended to find is that um, whilst one area of the business had a great product, there was other areas of the business that had to just cope with it had yeah. to just settle for um you know the technology that was available for them um and so having that um that that sort of um more flexible agile approach where every each department can choose the best in class software to to help them in their day-to-day -day, uh but bring them together through integrations is is really where the uh, the value comes i must admit i'm a huge believer in best of class and as I'm a long-in-the-tooth management consultant and had a career in industry before that. And I always seem to have been dodging SAP projects. Obviously, mm. the, the big four love an SAP project because it's lots of consulting revenue. And, mm. But I, I'm also very cynical about it. I, I once heard SAP or ERP systems of that type described as concrete wellies for the, for the corporate organization. <laughs> And I'm still convinced to this day, the wonderful thing we love doing as management consultants, business process re-engineering. Mm. Um, I'm convinced still that that was invented by SAP because there's, there's, a, there's an SAP way of doing something. There's a wrong way of doing something and no choice. Um, yeah, never business heard. process re-engineering was invented to, to make sure the organization did it the SAP way. Yeah, um, cynical maybe, but maybe also accurate. Uh, I yeah. mean, look, I think I think there's there's no doubt been lots of successful SAP uh, implementation projects and a lot of businesses that rely on it on their day to day. But I think that we've all heard those stories of the you know three, four, five year implementation projects that are still ongoing and still yeah. haven't completed, yeah. uh, and people are muddling through, and there's been lots of expense and time wasted, you know. And for most businesses, it's just not viable uh, it's a lot of distraction from the day-to-day -day. Um, you know and, and really you know we preach a, uh, a sort of uh, an approach to uh, digital transformation that it's continuous improvement that you're you're, you're taking bite-sized projects and, and and that essentially your your project will never be finished but but it's because you're continuing to innovate you're continuing to add additional value to your core product but you just have those little bite-sized projects that you can implement quickly you can get up and running that are not as disruptive to the business and then you move on to the next incremental process improvement yeah and there's a lot to be said for that and you you look at the role of the cfo these days and it's is there looking at the governance of the organization, the internal controls, is looking at publishing the results, is looking at being the catalyst of business change, and is looking at being the strategic advisor to the CEO. A hell of a lot of things. Now, if you put on top of that, the sort of systems transformation that's just about finance, that's gonna distract half the finance department and his efforts for six months plus, 12 months plus, that's the point that things start, in my, in my view, falling apart. I just don't think the modern organization should be subjecting itself to that sort of change. Well, I think you can add to that in, 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 as well in that CFOs are more and more being asked to be involved in um, 
technology implementations outside of their department. Um, and so, um, yeah, uh, essentially they, they could be tied up in uh, some level of stakeholder involvement in those projects year round. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's no doubt uh, a, a new skill set. And I think we're all very aware of that. I think we'll come on in a moment to talk about, you know, the area of uh, gross CFO that, um, that, that I've been steering the conversation in. But, you know, the future of the finance function, it, it's the thing that we keep coming back to is that evolving role. Um, uh, and, um, you know, what does that look like into the future? Yeah. And it- I, we, ought, we ought to make clear that what you're steering is future of the finance function isn't a sales pitch for a killer. This is a let's, let's get people together and talk about all of those common problems that we have around taking the finance function forward. What should we be thinking about? How do we decide yeah. which system it's going to be that we put in? How do we integrate and so on? So, Chris, what have we covered so far? I'm just trying to think back through that catalogue. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think it really sort of kicked off in March. So we've had a good few months now of this. And, you know, that early session, I remember that first session, I think you were on it as well, is where we, we, you know, a big part of my involvement here has been, you know, the members, the community keeping me honest and steering the conversation of what they want to cover, where they feel the gaps are in their understanding and knowledge. Um, you know, as you well know, we've got such a broad range of members within within the community, not just those that have different levels of experience in, um, you know, digital transformation projects, but also coming from different ba- types of businesses, different backgrounds. Um, and so we try and create um, sessions and, and, and discussions that, um, you know, really span the whole um, uh, uh, community uh, and aren't um, bespoke to each to each one. Um, and, and really, that first session, we you know, it was what do people want to cover? What do people want to talk about? And and it, you know, we came away from that thinking, wow, you know, we've got s- such a broad topic here, so many topics that we can discuss. Um, we're never going to run out of things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I remember that first session, Chris. It was it was really good. So, as you, an awful lot of stuff came out of that, didn't it? Yeah, and and, and um, you know what what it really brought to light was the fact that this subject is so diverse. There's so much that we can cover, and it will really keep us occupied for a, a good uh, number of weeks yet. Um, and so, you know, some of the things that we've discussed. Uh, discussed already uh, the remote finance function of course when we move when we started this off it was just at the start of lockdown and, and and obviously that was a hot topic and there was those that had gone through working remotely and uh, and could share their experiences and those that uh, were experiencing it for the first time and, and panicking a little and, and hoping for some and guidance those so, that thought they had a finance system they could operate from home and it turned out they couldn't <laughs> yeah. well yeah I think those early months uh, I'm sure everybody's got a story to share about how they were how they pivoted how they how they um changed their approach to working you know so many elements to that that i don't think we necessarily appreciated uh, on in week one but has now become you know part of our lives um you know other things we've covered digital transformation projects in general people have shared their experiences of things that they've you know the the, the projects that they've been involved in which has been really interesting 
Um, we've invited in some specialists or experts uh, from outside the community to talk about. We had one around um, business intelligence solutions, you know, sort of getting that uh, more um, deeper analytical side to um, reporting um, what tools are available, what you should be expecting um, uh, to, to be that um, advisor at board level rather than just providing historical financial information how can you start to provide insights that was quite interesting I think even yourself substituted in one week uh, and was kind enough to to cover off a topic around managing change because I think it was identified that that was a subject that a lot of people haven't been trained on uh, yeah. when they were training as an accountant uh, in the early days. It's maybe something that they've gone through uh, and learnt on the fly, but but ultimately having something. And that's that's something that we're very much spotting as mm. almost a sweet spot for gross CFO that says, "Hang on a minute, you were trained as a as an accountant. You passed these technical exams in being an accountant. You've now grown up through the finance function. You're probably a financial controller. You've become a head of finance. You've been used to producing these historic accounts month in, month out. Whoops! Now, now you've got to be a CFO. Now you've got to be the strategic advisor, the chief executive. Now you've got to be the." Uh, the change expert to drive all of these new new back office systems and integrate through the business and so on. Nobody ever taught you how to do that stuff to pass your exams. Mm. And some people have been fortunate enough to have a great mentor and others haven't um, mm. been thrust into it. So the community has been fantastic for that. Um, you know, plenty of experience within the community from all different backgrounds that have been able to advise and guide people who've been there and done it. You know, so many members I see mentioning in the chat say, just want to join the community because I don't feel I need to reinvent the wheel. I want to learn from those who've been there and done it. And, and exactly. That's so logical. And you, um, you have got two, two alternatives there. You, you can either, well, you can struggle yourself and get nowhere, or you can find an expert who will charge you a fortune for doing it, normally attached to one of the big consultancy organizations, mm. or go and talk to the community and find folks that have done it before. And that's a large part of what we want to do here through Grow CFO is actually give, give CFOs that opportunity to talk to each other, network with each other mm. and share that learning because there's so much knowledge out there. Mm. And I think to go on a tangent a little bit, you know, um, there are so many CFOs out there, especially portfolio CFOs, who are feeling a bit isolated at the moment um, mm. and, and being able to have community that can support them um, through this. I think, you know, the reality is, is that within this community, you get out as much as you put in. If you, if you yeah. go in and you ask the questions, there's people there to answer them. If you get involved in the sessions or you write articles or, or whatever it might be, whatever level of involvement you, you can share your time with, um, uh, you'll, you'll get back. Equally, you've got those people at the other end of their, their careers who are, uh, are just really keen to impart their, their experiences and their knowledge on the younger generation coming through. And, um, you know, there's plenty of those as well, which is um, great to see. That's very much it for me. I mean, I've got to the end of wanting to do big consultancy projects and that, I'd like to pass on that knowledge and done a few systems implementations and cost reductions and, and various things. And, there's there's lots of information that I just don't want to take into retirement and then to the mm. grave without passing it on to the wider world. And yeah. certainly Stuart Trude, our CFO of Grow CFO, is in the in the same position. 
let's yeah. have a community where where we can share this stuff yeah absolutely. yeah well I, I do like it you know it's it's a it's a very humble community and, and no one's expecting to to know it all very much everybody's there to learn in their own you know at their own pace and um i think that um uh yeah you you can certainly ask any question and not feel silly for asking it um everybody's very courteous in their response and, and support for one another so it's been great to see I think there's a couple of sessions chris where you've been very brave and really gone to the boundaries of things and we've been, we've been talking about blockchain and cryptocurrency lately yeah well look it's a it, it's something that um selfishly i'm quite interested in and an area that um you know self um confessed knowing very little about so it's great to get um an expert in maria we had her join and um uh, I know that we've uh, recorded those sessions for our premium members so that they can uh, so anyone can come back and watch those because they're really insightful and, um, and and indeed we've got some more from her coming up in future future sessions around open banking which is another topic that's that's kind of new on the scene and uh, and cyber security that's becoming more and more um, I guess prevalent as people start to work remotely more and 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 um, you know start to navigate to the cloud more. So, you know, certainly those um, you know bringing being able to bring in those experts because people have shown interest in particular topics. As I said, you know, by no means am I uh, suggesting that I'm the expert in everything. I'm just here to steer the conversation. So, uh, you know, it's been great to bring in some third parties to talk about their experiences, and I think the community have really uh, been really interested by them yeah i i think that's one of the great things and you mentioned there that we're recording the sessions and it's not just maria's session that's recorded we've apart from the very first one where we're just chatting and saying well guys what do you want to get out of these regular meetings what things do you want to learn about and we we didn't see much point in recording that one but when we've got into those individual subjects we've recorded them we've put them into our cloud so yeah they're all available so if you think uh, oh i'm just joining now there's something you covered three weeks ago that i'd mm. really like to heard about well it's there you can go in if you're a premium member you can go in and you can you can listen to the replay yeah yeah absolutely and look there's no doubt at some stage we'll circle back around on a lot of these topics as well as we want to delve further into them or there's been you know recent recent adjustments in 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 the news and they've become hot topics again and um and, and so no doubt um there'll, there'll be things we'll circle back around um uh, and, and get more involved in again yeah and I, I could see a big one coming up in the future the the next set of changes coming up is going to be all the making tax digital stuff um it was announced in a budget many years ago it all got cancelled because of a, a very quickly called general election, but uh, it's all coming back again. So the idea that you can get away with using Excel to do your accounts just isn't going to mm. happen anymore. Yeah, I think there was a big scramble, wasn't there? A number of people looking at bridging software and... Um... Uh, and certainly we found, I mean, Achilla itself, um, you know, is fully compliant and, and, and has that capability. Um, but even within our customer base, there's still one or two that are refining how they do it with us and, and, and going back to it. Um, I, I think most people are aware of it. Most people have sort of put something in place uh, now, but it might not be the long term solution to it. So um, uh, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's something that when it, when it comes to the deadlines that um, it, 
those last few that haven't uh, haven't done anything about it yet, um, we'll, we'll start scrambling. And Chris, I know that you said right back at the beginning when you talked about a killer, that a killer in 2006 saw that the future was the cloud and that mm. was your space to be. And we've seen now going into lockdown and so on, the organizations that have struggled because they weren't using cloud solutions when they mm. were all locked out of the office. The, the question comes back to me, it says, okay, how secure is the cloud? Because one of the reasons people like to keep their finance systems sitting on a standalone machine in the office, perhaps even a machine that wasn't attached to a network, was so they, the accounts couldn't be hacked, they couldn't lose anything. Mm. Is the cloud safe? Well, look, I think, you know, it's one of those topics that, um, you know, depending on who you ask, is always going to be uh, somebody who's got uh, a, a different opinion. But I mean, the way that I consider it and, and look, you can certainly read up online about this sort of stuff, but it's come an awful long way. And, and if you're uh, a, a small to medium, uh, e even some enterprise organizations that think that they can do a better job of managing the security of their servers than someone like Amazon, um, you know, I, that, that it's their expertise to do so, um, you know, I, I'd question them on that. Um, uh, I'm sure that there'll be others that will uh, talk about how they can um, they have more control on it if it's in-house. But, you know, as you say, the volume of people who've had in-house servers um, been, been moving to remote working and, and not being able to, um, uh, to operate their finance function in the, certainly in the early days, um, you know, I've heard all the stories, um, you know, even people having to create five separate reports just so they can find out whether somebody has paid them, paid their bills. I mean, it's just farcical, really, in the world that we live in today. And, um, uh, and as, as we talk about so much in the, the future finance function, whereby we all, I think, agree within the community that the future team, a future finance team will be far less administrative and far more analytical. Then you want to be spending less and less time messing around with your finance system and messing around with entering data into it, but rather focused on what's been spat out the other end and what, what that tells you about your organization and how you can use that data to influence the, the direction of your organization. Um, and that's how you become that, that true business partner to the board. And um, I, I think, you know, you, you want to get to a stage where you're, you don't have to worry about your finance system. You know that there are experts behind it looking after it um, and people like, you know, Amazon are well prepared to make sure that the, the, the security of your data is, is at the top of their mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for in a killer's case, is, is Amazon the place that you use for your servers? It is. We've actually uh, quite timely uh, just um, finished our, our transition over to AWS. So yeah, uh, it, it has now complete. Um, and, um, you know, I guess that's why I've, that particular provider is front of mind to me, uh, but certainly one well known by everybody and, and supports an awful lot of uh, technology out there on the market. Um, uh, you know, I think everybody's well aware of um, Amazon's capabilities. It's amazing to look at that business and how it's transformed from being an online bookseller to realizing, well, actually, our core capabilities are running a big search engine, mm. delivering stuff, and having a lot of storage in the cloud. 
Yeah, ab this. absolutely. Yeah, they certainly, uh, you know, how much of it was uh, planned versus, uh, uh, you know, adapting to how the world has devolved and, and taking taking the uh, the opportunities as they presented themselves. Um, but certainly, yeah, what, what, what a what a journey they've had over the last two decades. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, that's been a fascinating insight into into the, what's going on in the finance finance systems world. Um, we've covered a lot. I'm sure we could sit here mm. for another half an hour about uh, what's going on in uh, in the future finance function world. Um, but if you want to know more and come along to growcfo.net, sign up and join the portal. The basic membership of the GrowCFO portal is free. Um, once you're a member of that, you can come along to our Tuesday Future Finance sessions, which again are for anybody who's a portal member. Yeah, if you want to get into the back catalogue of all the things we've talked about before, that's that's part of our premium membership. Um, but it's very, very easy to come along and take part in the discussion. And Chris and I would really like to see you guys in there. Yeah, everybody's welcome. Uh, thanks for having me today, Kevin. Thank you very much, Chris. Mm -hmm.